Like You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we're here for the mailbag episode. I'm so excited. This has been like months in the making. (laughs) We've been asking for questions, trolling them, evaluating them. Some of your questions are good. Some of them are bad. You know, highly highly intelligent process mm-hmm. here of vetting these questions and we are yeah. excited to answer them for you yeah i mean not that you know because i was the one who <laughs> was getting all the questions um but you guys emailed them you dm'd them you responded to my many um instagram polls so thank you we've got a lot of questions i i have them all matt hasn't seen all of them um, so basically I just figured I'd, I'd pick them at random. You know, I have a, I have an app that randomly generates a number and, um, that's my science. It's much more straightforward, easy to follow than some of Matt's behind the scenes work. So you're welcome. <laughs> How dare you? My <laughs> ranking math is the stuff of legend. Yeah. And it's really a shame that I did not get to exercise that here. <laughs> I know. I, I don't even know what that would look like. But um, let's see. What number we'll start off with at first? Oh, you know what? This is a good starting point. Um, okay. This is a question uh, that was going around on Twitter. People want to know what five movies um, would you tell people, recommend to get to know you? Okay. So this question you gave me ahead of time because I had to come yeah, up with yeah. an answer. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about this because I was like, if I only had five movies and they had to get my personality from that, what would it be? Yeah. So like my favorite movie ever is Fargo, but I didn't put that in the list because I felt like it wasn't necessarily indicative of my style. So here they are. Curious Case of Benjamin Button, because that's the movie that like introduced me to pretentious Oscar filmmaking. Still a favorite. I feel like that is a good, good vibe. Uh, The movie Clue. Because it's a murder mystery and it's a comedy. It's Tim Curry. Great. Big Fat Liar for obvious reasons. (laughs) Love a live action like teenage movie set in the early 2000s. Great. Okay. Um, Ocean's Eleven. And then Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I love Ocean's Eleven. Did you not know that about me? I love Ocean's Eleven. (laughs) Okay. And then, and then Little, Little Miss Sunshine, Miss, and then okay. Little Miss Sunshine okay. to to fit in with my you know like Florida Project, Lady right. Bird, Captain Fantastic, yeah. like kind of yeah. family <laughs> dramedy, artsy side. So Road I don't know. Trippy. Yeah. Do you feel that doesn't fully convey um, who I am as a person? I mean, I guess I'm just surprised there's not a single Anne Hathaway film on there, but it's fine. I understand. You know, I I thought about putting the Princess Diaries on here, but uh-huh. I felt like Big Fat Liar conveyed that right. genre of film better. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, mine, obviously, to start is Jurassic Park. I've been obsessed with that movie since I was a kid. I could watch it any day of the week. And then I um, also included The First Wives Club, which... <laughs> is a classic um they're remaking it or something or there's a sequel Uh, well so i think you're conflating two stories because they did just recently announce the trio would be doing another movie but it's like an unrelated movie oh um which i'm very excited for happy for the cast and then they are also redoing the movie i think as a tv show which is weird um 
but it's a great movie and I love it. And it was sort of like a strange feminist awakening because I watched it and I was like 12. I have no idea why, but that was like a go-to movie in my family. So love it, can quote it to death. Um, And then similarly, just going to that like, you know, that cozy, like, you need that heartwarming romance and just like magical oh fairy tale, like joy. Um, ever after is one of the best movies ever made. So <laughs> it's like if you had to put a gun to my head and ask me to like quote a movie and like if I could get eighty percent of it right, I'd I'd live. It would be Ever After. I could do scene by scene. And then I think Wait, um, you have to if someone put a gun to your head and said you have to quote an entire movie. Yeah. And if you get less than 80 <laughs> percent right, you die. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. What do you you don't think you have a single movie you could do that with? Like get close. I to? mean, what I think Big if, Fat Liar? It, like I love Big Fat Liar. And if someone if you were to like play the movie out, I think I could get <laughs> I could finish most of the quotes. But right. if I had to stand here and like verbatim say <laughs> two hours worth of lines from a movie, there's no way I could get eighty percent of them say correct. I would live. I'm saying that's the movie. I choose oh, oh to that's try. what you try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 You know, the jury's out on if I could make it. And then finally, um, Arrival, which I could talk about forever. I think that shows more of my I love sci-fi, but I love female characters. I I like the epicness of that story but also the the um the intimacy of its uh, characters so so wait what were the five well i and i also said lady bird (laughs) oh and oh and lady bird oh lady bird's great so those are the five is so wait none of your five involve some kind of creature in the water that's well i mean uh, you're Mm. right jurassic park Mm. comes close there's a creature in the rain so Okay. Okay. We'll allow allow it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Question number two. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Luke Chin M on Twitter asked us, how did the podcast start? How did the podcast start? Um, I don't remember which of us like said something first. Did you, did you message me? Cause I had my Swiftish one and you were like, we should do a podcast. And then I took you seriously. Well, we had said that we should do a podcast for a long time in the, when we work together and oh, then yeah. <laughs> you started your taylor swift podcast and i feel like we were maybe like joking about it again <laughs> over text yeah. or whatever and then somehow or another it became real and then a year and a half later here we are still yeah. doing it so <laughs> you're welcome i think that's right yeah okay next okay ash ravioli on instagram asked what do you have against Mrs. Maisel? And what do the fans have to do <laughs> to get you to watch? <laughs> oh, gosh. She asked us um, twice in, on different days. So oh. she's really gunning for this. And I I mean, I'm sorry. There's just not much. That's the truth. Um, What? I, I guess Mrs. Maisel, there's just like nothing about it that <laughs> appeals to me as something that I would want to watch. I've heard that it's good. But I don't know. It just like doesn't. It doesn't look that interesting. It doesn't look that yeah. funny. Though Amy Sherman Palladino, who wrote <laughs> it, seems really annoying to me. I yeah. was never a fan of Gilmore Girls, and I think that this is that's the same like writer. Um, what would it take for us to watch it? Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's like that's like a if we had 
thousands of more followers and had a patreon (laughs) that would be like a level of if we can get a whatever number of patrons then we'll do a podcast where we watch the marvelous mrs Maisel. but i don't think that's in the cards for us (laughs) at least not unless one of us gets on you know like a plane accident or something and becomes famous overnight or catches if if i got on um what's the virus that people can get now Coronavirus. Coronavirus. If I got coronavirus and became famous from it, then maybe we'd get that. Uh, dark, but yeah, that's probably about what it would take to get us to do it. So, agreed. Um, next question, though. This is interesting. What movie do you wish you could have watched together in person for your podcast? Oh, that's that. I was is able to think about this, and I think going like looking at past episodes, I. I think I would have wanted you in person for the kitchen because I went to that movie alone and I have no one to like talk to about how dumb it was. Oh, <laughs> so the I kitchen. missed that like, yeah, I missed that like debrief after the movie theater. And so I think that would have been pretty hysterical to watch in person. Oh, that was horrific. I'm trying to remember if I saw <laughs> that with someone. I know that Sarah was on that episode of the podcast, yeah. but did I see it with her? I don't think I, don't I did. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, that was bad. I was think I feel like us seeing cats together would be fun. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> the yeah. whenever the next Jurassic World movie comes mm-hmm. out, I feel like that yeah. would be a good one for us to see together. Yeah, we'll plan a we'll plan a little road trip. Get that on the books. <laughs> yeah, a little re- that has to be coming out soon, right? Well, he just it's, said he went to start filming it. He was on Ellen and he said he was oh, okay. leaving to film it like this week, so who is it? Is that Colin Trevorrow? He's doing it yeah, again? Yeah, he's doing it again. I don't remember if he did the second Jurassic World. He did not. Okay, it, so it's I, going I think they then. basically did the same thing that they did with Star Wars, where they were like, mm. we're going to have three different people, and then they yeah. didn't like the second one, so they're like, bring back the guy from number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Okay, Lar- Lars Boyer on Instagram. This is my sister. She asked, if you were to be typecast as an actor... What type do you think you'd end up in? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, okay, let's think about this. You'd be the hunky leading man. You don't think so? Like, a, no, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't be that. I feel like I could be the. I feel like I could be like the person who works in the office with the main character and kind of is like, Ugh, this sucks. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote. About me or about you? No, about me. (laughs) I said I'd be the snarky coworker who's not really a friend, but she keeps popping up. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I think I don't think that I would be that good in movies. I think I would be great in an ensemble television show. You know, like I would be good in Community. I think as like one of the people who doesn't have like a ton of screen time. Not Starburn. Like I could be, I could be a main cast member, but oh. like sharing the weight oh, with okay. eight other people. <laughs> Not Community because that's a great cast, but you know what I mean, right? I mean, I like guess. the office like, you'd be like has seven hundred people. Like yeah. I could be in the office as you'd one of the office. I don't know who that and is. I, so, and oh. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah, you could maybe be an Andy on The Office, too, if you ever watch. Okay, now you're just saying words. You're just making no. up names, yes. I would be a, a Genevieve on The Office. Okay, yeah. next question. <laughs> okay. Um, 
What is your craziest movie theater experience? Oh my gosh. Well, I used to go to back in high school to loads of midnight movie screenings. Mm. Like me and my friends thought it was just such <laughs> yeah. a blast to do a midnight movie screening. <laughs> so like we would get there mm. hours ahead of time on a yeah. Thursday evening and would sit and wait in line. And the movie theater that we had had like unlimited popcorn refills. So I just eat so much popcorn and then go to the movie at midnight and watch it and then get have to get up for school the next day. And I just freaking <laughs> loved it. And yes, I did it for like Harry Potter and the Twilight movies and whatever. But we, I also saw Eagle Eye at midnight, <laughs> that Shia LaBeouf movie. I saw That's Indiana Jones and the Legend of the Crystal Skull at midnight. Like Another we Shia would go LaBeouf. see anything. But I, but I remember at one of the at one of the Twilight movie screenings, we were in the theater and everyone was getting real excited and pumped up and. Now I just really miss that they don't do that anymore. <laughs> like I wish that they still did midnight yeah. screenings instead of doing it like seven on Thursday. It's yeah. so annoying. Anyways, so we were in there and people had brought beach balls, you know, and we're like <laughs> bopping them around. You know how like they people used to do yeah. that at state like at concerts and stuff. Maybe they still do. I don't go to concerts, but like they bop beach balls around. And there was these group of moms who were there, like Twilight obsessed moms. If you remember <laughs> that that was a demographic of people. And they started grabbing the balls and popping them with pens from their purse. <laughs> and we started like booing and shouting at these moms and then the manager had to come in and like you know deal with the situation so that's probably the most wild movie that's, theater yeah, experience i have crazy i was trying to think of one i mean i don't really have an experience like that but the but the craziest thing i've ever done physically is i went to a triple feature like we bought tickets to go see selma and then we decided to just <laughs> stay in the theater and we watched boyhood and then we were like, well, we're on a roll. So we went to a third movie and we went and saw Whiplash. And Whiplash was the far superior of the three. And I have never been like so sick of a theater. Like it took me like two months to like purge that from my system. But you know what? We did it and we got big bang for our bucks. So it like I love a double feature mm -hmm. and... Yeah. I don't I've never done a triple feature, but the yeah. key to a double feature is like putting the long movie first and mm. then putting like and and having it be a combination of genres where I feel like that's a tricky yeah. triple feature because they're all sort of like <laughs> pretty, pretty heavier sad. movies. Yeah. yeah. Where like I like to do a like something maybe like a horror and then like a comedy. I feel like that's a good yeah. combination. Although I did see, I think Fences and Jackie back to back at one point, and that was a that was a double a feature for the ages. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, Squid underscore Clark asked us, "What is your zodiac sign and or your Myers Briggs personality? Have you ever done oh, your yeah. Myers Briggs?" Did you were you not there in the office when we did these? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We did no, them one I remember day. that. That. That got a journal entry. It was very triggering to me. I was very oh. annoyed by someone who was with us who was talking about me. And I was like, you don't even know me. And I, anyways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
so when we did it in the office, I all well one, I hate Myers Briggs because there's only however many types. And the one that I am is the one that's like Hitler and all of the terrible people. Mm. And so it became like an office joke that whenever we did a different personality type, like whichever one was the sociopath would be me. So I'm an ENTJ. I had to look this up in preparation. Oh, and it's the fancy. commander. And it's like, yeah all of the movie characters that are supposedly the commander it's like tony soprano and the bad guy from sherlock it's like all (laughs) bad people there's nobody good so i resent that Uh, is that the same type you are no i'm infj advocate it's uh it's the most rare personality oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Uh oh yeah on the zodiac i'm a sagittarius which is which makes sense because that's like the sort of like adventure someone, which I think mm. I am. What I'm are you? I'm a Taurus. I don't, I don't really follow Zodiacs. I don't, I've never felt like I oh. identified with it well. Well, I mean, it's sort of like the, it's like the bull. So it's very yeah. like <laughs> kind of brash and like, you know, just going to get in there and say what they think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, well, that's enough personal stuff. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, the Rob Polo, aka Rob, my husband asked, "What podcast subject was the biggest waste of your time?" <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sure that you would just have something lined up and ready for this. So, <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about it. I think, um, I oh, think I I'd know what say Jack is. Ryan. Yes, I was going to say Jack Ryan. (laughs) We had to watch so much bad television. It it was so many episodes. And honestly, like the cultural footprint of that is nothing. Like nobody has watched that show. It's one of our least downloaded episodes, like historically, (laughs) if you look through, just because like who is going back to like nobody watched that then. No one's watching it now. No one's going back and listening to an episode that we did. And it was also like our seventh or eighth episode. So we're not even that good yet. Like, (laughs) yeah, uh, we really overestimated John Krasinski's like, you overestimated. You were the one who made we me watch that. Needed, you said we needed to do a TV show to differentiate our episodes, you know. And so I was like, well, that one's coming out. So it was a it was a co-problem. It was a the whole thing just didn't work. That is something, though, that like every now and again, it will come up in conversation with somebody or another. And people will be like, you watched that? And it's like, <laughs> yes, I have seen a whole season of Jack Ryan. I, a whole season yeah. of it. Oh, good times. Good times. OK, OK. Next question. Yes. Um, Laura asked us what. Oh, she said, um, if you had to guess which celebrity will be the next to go to law school and tackle criminal reform, a la Kim Kardashian, who do you think it would be? Um, Piper Parabo is my answer. Who is that? She was in Sheba by the Dozen, and she's like real social justice oh. I think she got like arrested in a, like for being rowdy in a court somewhere. You know how there's some of those celebrities who are just like, they were a celebrity as a teenager <laughs> and then really they haven't done anything since, but they're just like very activisty. And I think, uh-huh. I think she, she think she's like a natural deodorant kind of person. And I think that she's uh-huh. one of those people. So <laughs> I could see her going back to law school for, you know, something or other. 
I just said, I mean, I just said Kevin Hart because what else is he doing? You know, I just thought he needed to. Kevin Hart has got yeah. movies going on, I think. <laughs> he needs to do an about turn, get some exposure, you know, like up his his uh, his game a little bit since he's gotten some bad press. So I thought maybe he would take a swing at it. Somebody could really do that as a reality TV show. Like somebody who is sort of a like a B-listy person should do a like uh, Lindsay Lohan takes the bar or whatever as a reality show. And I feel like that could maybe be something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, next. Okay. Marin Polo asks, do you believe in ghosts? And if someone says they're haunted and you don't believe in ghosts, then what do you think it is? I've never asked you this, Matt. Do you believe in ghosts? No, not really. I mean, but you love horror films. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know. I've never (laughs) experienced anything that would lead me to believe that there are ghosts. Uh And I mean, like there's spirits and things, but I just the ghost thing is Mm -hmm. weird for me. Yeah, yeah. And the whole like seancey thing, like Mm -hmm. the mediums, I feel like that is a load of bull. What Um, about a Ouija board? I was never allowed to do those. Yeah, I think that's also not real. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> but would you tempt fate though? You know, like, is it one of those? Oh, things I would like, definitely Ooh. do a Ouija board if someone oh, really? was like, "Here, we got one at this party." I would try it and see how it goes. Because honestly, in actual use, I feel like it would be very difficult to do because <laughs> it, everybody has to put their hand on that thing and then slide it around and spell yeah. out words like. <laughs> Okay. I think you're just priming yourself to be the one who's possessed. Like, I think I would not want to be in the room with you during any of these, like, playing with ghost things because I think you'd be the easy target on the from Look, the spirit world. <laughs> if I could be possessed and have that be a big news story, and then be unpossessed and waylay that into a contestantship on you Survivor, I will take it. I will gladly be possessed for at least a year if I can be on Survivor. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, next question, though. Meg Heinen on Twitter asked, <laughs> this was one that you know about. She asked, how can Shelby be a feminist but also love The Bachelor? <laughs> that is a good question. We've been wondering. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because if you look at like a lot of the um, cultural, like the pop culture people watching the bachelor talking about the bachelor a lot of them are feminists like the audience is largely there there's a large percentage of the audience who's feminist who's watching for a variety of reasons i think it's like first of all you know core feminism like i can watch what i want to watch you know but on, on top of it like i think it's a very interesting and entertaining look at the sort of gender normative like heteronormative like way people are trained to grow up in this world so you get this cast of women who are just like just run the gamut of like i don't know traditional to feminist and like personality (laughs) to crazy and you just get to watch these people interact and engage and it's just like it's being a fly on the wall in a situation you'd never ever get to witness otherwise so i just find it hugely entertaining and like jaw-dropping and and yes, I do eventually get involved on the emotional side. Like I'm a sucker for a love story and whatever. So as oh, soon as the gosh. music swells and the like man's down on one knee, like eight times out of 10, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll make it. 
But at the heart of it, it is just such a fun show to watch. And there's such a huge community around it that you're just like part of this social zeitgeisty moment. And I just I think it's very entertaining. And I don't I don't feel like I'm like struggling with some sense of am I perpetuating like toxic ideals in this world? Because I don't know. I just think there's a lot worse things going on in the world that the bachelor isn't like the, the final note on if feminism stands a chance, you know? (laughs) Well, I also think that the idea for the bachelor is kind of creepy and like, okay, it's this one guy and he's choosing between all of these women. But then the fact that there's also the bachelorette, which is (laughs) this, I think that like saves it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're all terrible. Yes, exactly. And you get to watch dudes who just make total asses out of themselves too, which is a lot of fun. But I mean, um, did you have any other thoughts on that question? No, we're doing any an episode questions? on The Bachelor soon, yeah. <laughs> so I'm saving all my hot takes on that for then. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Although so... maybe I should go back and amend my uh, comment about Jack Ryan being the biggest waste of time for <laughs> you're enjoying it i've been taking screenshots of your very energetic text to me so don't pretend (laughs) um but lynn 5789 on instagram asked what are your stop and watch movies the not necessarily your favorite but if they're on tv you'll always just stop and watch them oh yes okay i i made a list of this oh wow um okay well one this was not part of the question, but I feel like my main stop and watch on cable television, I don't have cable and I yeah. didn't growing up, but like if I'm in a hotel, the one thing that I will always stop and watch is home improvement, which <laughs> is just like such a joy to me. It's like one of my favorite shows and so nostalgic. And I will watch, I've seen every episode a million times, like how some people feel about friends or the office mm-hmm. is how I feel about home improvement. <laughs> so if that is on, I will watch it. But okay. I made a list of movies, which I will just Rattle through quickly. <laughs> the Phantom Menace, RV, Holes, <laughs> What About Bob, Kingsman, Princess Diaries, Nine to Five, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harriet the Spy, Lady Bird, Jungle the Jungle, Indiana Jones, Big Fat Liar, Agent Cody Bangs, Ocean's Eleven, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Little Sunshine. Is there a movie Sunshine. you wouldn't watch? I mean, come on. A movie I wouldn't watch anything that you've selected <laughs> for me to watch on this podcast. Um, yeah, I would say mine are more like like 90s nostalgia like i'd always watch independence day or jurassic park um i'd also always like i always watch devil wears prada which is always on cable so you can you can find that at any point in the movie and i get sucked into that a lot or similarly crazy stupid love i feel like is often on like Hotel I've cable. never seen that. That's a oh, movie really? that I feel like I would like. And for whatever reason, I think it must have come out while I was in college. That's the only reason why I can think <laughs> that I wouldn't have seen it. that. It's going through sort of a hater phase on Twitter. Like more and more people are complaining about parts of it because there is like a weird storyline involving an underage girl. But Rob and I just rewatched it on Valentine's Day. And I just am a sucker for like the Ryan Gosling's Emma Stone energy. And I think this movie is their best one together. And also Steve Carell does a good job. and It's just fun. I like it. Maybe it'll be on cable and you can watch it. Cue the question for next mailbag. Yeah. How can Shelby be a feminist and like Crazy Stupid Love? No, yeah. movies swing back and forth so much on oh, Twitter. Yeah. It's always, it's like... Everybody likes it, and then everybody hates it, and then everybody likes it again. It's like yeah. when 
when Marriage Story started coming out, everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. Now it's swung to the place where everybody <laughs> hates Marriage Story. But give it, like, by next summer, people are going to be back around to, like, <laughs> everyone was too hard on Marriage Story. It's actually a good movie, and y'all just didn't know what was going on. Yeah, probably. It's true. Twitter people need lives. Um, but mm. on Twitter, we were asked by Ash Ravioli, if you could only watch one franchise for the rest of your life, what would it be? A movie? Good question. One franchise. So, but yeah, like a movie, movie franchise, franchise, not a, not yeah. a TV. Um, oh, gosh. That's so It's tricky. tricky. I, think, I think the Oceans movies. Interesting. Um, like, I know that there's less of them, but I'm just thinking, like, I love Star Wars, but there's a lot of Star Wars that I don't like. Harry yeah. Potter, the books are great, but I don't, I would, <laughs> like, would rather die than have to watch some of those movies again. Um, yeah. And I'm, like, I really like Indiana Jones, but only really, like, two of those, I think, are good. You know? So, I don't yeah. know. Where I I do like all four of the Oceans movies. So, well, really? five, if you count the... <laughs> uh, the one with the girls too. really you like 12 and 13 yes i love oh oceans gosh. 12 and 13 <gasps> oh my gosh oh my 12, word i just tried to rewatch they d- those they're so bad oh, no shelby they're great so 12 bad. with, oh my with the whole thing of like we're pretending that julie roberts is julie roberts oh, oh my so gosh painful. gets me every time Matt Damon with a fake nose and 13 and the, oh my God, and Al Pacino. It's so crazy how you have this weird taste. Um, I was, I was trying to choose between Jurassic Park, which I love the first one. And honestly, like, like I enjoy the stupidity of the next two, but then the other ones I'm like, whatever. So it was really just Jurassic Park, but I think. I would have to choose Lord of the Rings because I love those movies. Oh, gosh, no. My Yes, word. I love them. Of course, I'm what not surprised a... that you don't like those. I just, oh, we can't gosh. even get into it because I'll just, I'll, so I'll boring. get an ulcer. So long. Stop. <laughs> so, so dark. Can't see what darn thing Okay, okay, okay. Um, so this is a question from Swiftish Podcast. They asked me, um, Shelby's sexual awakening, you have to tell us more, but I'm also going to make you give us at least one piece of your sexual awakening um with my sexual awakening i rob makes a joke a lot that i like say that every movie was my sexual awakening um but i think the number one the number one was the mummy with uh brendan fraser like mm, yes that movie is good he looks great it's like this he's like a hotter indiana jones like i'm just gonna say it (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to even like think about this. Like, I still haven't felt it. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I feel like there is a large. Well, but Princess Diaries is so like. I feel no, like there's a large contingent late. of people who would say, and I would be part of this of the like Lola Bunny uh thing going on in Space Jam. Oh my but- word. <laughs> That's a thing, Shelby. I have seen people <laughs> no, talk about that on Twitter. No, I believe That is not I something I just made up. No, I'm But sure. <laughs> I don't know. So sure. That's my answer as of now. <laughs> Whatever. That's great. Not the fox in um I'm in the Robin Hood Disney. I feel no, like No, that's, that's you, thing. Shelby. No, the lady fox. I feel like it was oh. both. Cuz she was very pretty I, and she uh, had a little veil. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> 
the fact that you went onto your other account to ask yourself that question is no, really it just wasn't something. me because Swiftish Podcast Instagrams is run by um, Ashley. So let the record show. I didn't. Oh, okay, ask so Ashley wanted question. to know about your sexual yeah. awakening. <laughs> she okay, was dying to figure it out. Um, okay, Laura again asked, "Who would do the best on a reality TV show?" And she didn't specify which reality TV show. So I guess just the, you know, of the of two us of us. Up. Yeah. <laughs> both of us were on Survivor. Who do you think would win or get closer to winning? I, I think, I mean, it depends. It, it really depends so much on the show. Okay. I so feel Survivor. like this is rapid fire. on Survivor, I would win. Because okay, what I, about, what about the I know circle? the show so much better. The circle. I don't know. Mm. I think you know, I 100% would. No offense, but your personality, you know, at first, a little. <laughs> <laughs> How you dare you? You just have to know your strengths. <laughs> I would be, I would have so much time. Um, and then uh, Big Brother. I actually don't even me, know Me, again. Just because you know the Dan- rules? Okay, fine. Um, uh, okay. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, me. Dear. <laughs> Um, maybe I have terrible rhythm, so it's very possible that you would get an. Do you have a good singing voice? No, no. I was gonna say no. I've been to karaoke. Yeah, American (laughs) Idol. We would be real, like just we would get it. We would get the yeah. We would get the sympathy, the pity invite. The like, oh, we need some bad singers on here. We would yeah. We would get the audition person who's like, my mom told me I was great, (laughs) and then they're like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Austin emailed us and he had a question. Um, He said, what are your thoughts on people going to movie theaters alone? Have you ever gone alone? And if so, was it awkward? Do you ever find yourself judging lone moviegoers? Oh, child. (laughs) I live for a movie theater alone. My word. No, so many movies I go see myself. I mean, when you're seeing as many movies as Shelby yeah. and I are, and a lot of times they're bad movies, it's hard to find somebody who can go see them with you. <laughs> and also, it's like going to see something with other people requires a lot more like effort in scheduling, where mm. if I realize like, oh, I had something that was on Thursday and then that person canceled, it's like, oh, I can just go to the movies and watch something by myself. I uh-huh. I feel no shame or hesitation <laughs> at all to go see a movie by myself. But yeah. also, I was a weird child who did that even as like a 12-year-old <laughs> because everyone else in my family would want to go see something, you know, different. And I'd be like, I'm going to see The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So, right, right. You know. Yeah, I think that's true. The one thing is I sometimes feel judged for going alone. And so I feel like insecure. Like if I'm like, oh, those... Those people are looking at me. They're judging me for being here. (laughs) I have to get out of my head a little bit. The only time that I feel insecure about going to a movie by myself, like having people judge it, is if I'm going to a children's movie. (laughs) Like I went and saw Frozen 2 by myself. And that was, I was like, now I'm just this weird, like 20 year old man sitting in a theater full of children by himself watching this Frozen movie. But then I fell asleep for part of it. So, you know, it was fine. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, next question. Kiss, Mary, Kill. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Anne Hathaway. Was this supposed to be difficult? I mean, I think for you, like, you have the We're choice. We're killing Taylor Swift, obviously. Like, that's not even a question. Okay, that's, and... that's why the next two are the question for you. 
Well, hmm. <laughs> I think that I would probably marry Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I love Beyonce, but I think that it would be, I think that Anne Hathaway would be an easier person to be married to. Interesting. Um, I would, I would marry Taylor Swift. No surprises. I think Yikes. I would, I think I would kiss Beyonce and kill Anne Hathaway. I'm yeah, sorry. that makes sense too. Yeah. I mean, for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, being, I think that you living, if you had to spend, uh, you know, a lot of time with Taylor Swift, you'd be also ready to jump ship on that one. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but maybe. Um, okay, this is a question for you. Luke emailed to ask or to tell us he's planning on running his first marathon. And since Matt is a seasoned runner, what recommendations do you have, such as new podcasts to try or anything else? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love a running-related question. I'm writing a whole book on running that's coming out next year. So I've been thinking Hey-o. about this all kinds of ways for the past however many months. Um, tips and for first-time marathoners. And you wrote an article on, on yes, podcasts to I, listen to? Yes, I've written, I wrote an article about audiobooks to listen to that's on Runner's World. And I have another one coming out shortly once they get the art finished for it that's on uh, podcasts to listen to. But those are just, but I was just writing about like um, health and wellness podcasts. So I would say like we, we, I had to come up with a list of podcasts to, for podcast recommendations. So we'll get into that later. Um, my tips for running your first marathon is really just find a training schedule and stick to it as closely as you can. I think that most people encounter problems when they have signed up for a race and then skip a bunch of their runs, especially their long runs, because they don't have time for it. And then they get to race day and they're really underprepared. Also, I mean, everybody just says, in the first couple miles, you're going to be so excited and there's going to be so many people, but just to make sure to stick to your pace and go slower. And I also think just like, don't be stressed out about it, especially since it's your first one. Don't be worried about like time really, or, or how you're going to like perform. I would say just like, enjoy it, take it in. It's such a fun experience and you only get to run your first marathon once. So really just like save for that cute i hate running but it was really cool to watch matt finish his houston marathon so there was like a split second there where rob and i were like should we run a marathon (laughs) and then we didn't you could shelby you could (laughs) yeah maybe um okay let's see what else we've got here sid sid your sid your bannock asked (laughs) What is the perfect pop song? Oh, shoot. I came up with the answer to this. What is it? What is it? What is it? Okay. Um, So for me, the perfect pop song has to follow the format of like great pop icon and then the fantastic fun rap verse at the end. I feel like that, that... like that, I love the pop song, you know, that's like, oh, that goes into the guest word. rapper towards the end. That is my favorite format. Okay. So I was trying to think of like, what is the most iconic song that follows that format that I love, mm-hmm. where the pop singer is a huge person and so is the rapper. And I came up with California Girls by Katy Perry <laughs> featuring Snoop Dogg. I think that is the perfect pop song. <laughs> 
Okay, I mean, I can see it. Yeah, I okay. Okay, give us whatever Taylor Swift song you have. I actually said I think the perfect pop song is "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. It's just irresistible. It always feels new. It gets in your head, and you just want to dance immediately. I think it's it has the full package. It is really good, but how good would it be remixed with like a <laughs> low Wayne verse at the end? You know? Yeah, I don't know if that's really uh, what it needs, but you know what? Maybe. Um, like, like, like it goes to the rap verse, and then it comes out into the. So do you want to dance? Say you want to dance, and you want to dance. <laughs> like it would be so good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, Jax Sheffield on Instagram asked. What were your first impressions of each other? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, well, so I had an internship at the literary agency that Shelby had worked at before mm-hmm. I had. And I remember them saying before I had before I had ever met you that like, oh, when you when like there's a lot of interns that you don't remember, but when you have, when there's a really great intern, you always remember them. And they would say like, like Shelby. So (laughs) I had in my mind before I even (laughs) met you that like, Oh, you were this cool person who is like a good worker and people liked being around. And then Mm -hmm. I feel like I came in with that vibe of you. And so I just, I felt like we got along right off the bat when we started work. And also we were the only two young people (laughs) at our company. So my first impression was good. And then it just has soured (laughs) over time. I'll take the compliment. You know, it started out strong and I'll just mentally (laughs) click it there. Um, Yeah, no, I feel like uh, we were interviewing a lot of people for this new position and you were the only person I liked. And so um, I was really I was really gunning for you with my tiny little sliver of power uh, around the table. So, you know what? Congrats. Your Perfect. first impression was positive, too. <laughs> um, OK, um, next question. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Someone asked, do you have any podcasts or YouTube recommendations? So I don't watch that. I mean, I watch stuff on YouTube, but I don't follow YouTubers per se. But I do have a lot of podcast recommendations. I love (laughs) listening to podcasts. So if you're into movie podcasts, this had Oscar buzz. It's about like old movies that had Oscar buzz, but then didn't get nominated. That's really fun. Blank Check is about that follows like director's filmographies. So I'm listening to a series right now that's on um, the Wachowskis. So it just like goes through all of their movies and talks about them in a row. That's really interesting. Little Gold Men is a great podcast that talks about the current Oscar season. It's from Vanity Mm -hmm. Fair. So like now they're kind of treading water. But once it gets to the summer and the fall, they'll be back up um, and talking about that. But a great podcast that's not about movies is podcast the ride which is this weird podcast from three comedians (laughs) who are also obsessed with amusement park rides and so each episode they take an amusement park ride and sort of like look at its history and it's (laughs) how it was built but they're hysterical and it's so funny and also they don't do roller coasters because they're all afraid of roller coasters so they do like the et ride at whatever Uh a universal or like it's a small world and they're just so funny and so obsessed with 
theme parks and they'll like talk about theme park news and randomness that like i'm fully invested and know so much now about (laughs) theme park rides that i never knew that i cared about but now i'm like yeah they can't tear that down that's a classic (laughs) wow okay yeah um i actually i don't like listen to podcasts which i know is bad for someone who has two podcasts um it's hard for me to like focus on podcasts because my brain just like i'm a visual person so i read much better than i listen so yeah i don't have any recommendations (laughs) but um next question if we just want to go to that um if you couldn't podcast about pop culture what would you want to start a podcast about i guess for you maybe you'd want to do fairs or theme park ride or chicken fairs fairs. (laughs) chicken oh my gosh well i've wanted to do an american idol podcast for a long time which but that's still kind of pop culture like about old american idol seasons not the new ones um (laughs) if i mean i guess maybe like a running podcast but i've Mm. listened to some of those and those aren't i don't know they're not my favorite necessarily because they're not i think the best kind of podcasts have constantly like new material coming in so they're either about like new stuff or they're okay we're going back through a bunch of old stuff and so pop culture just lends itself so well to that like sports is another one or politics but i'm not interested in either of those things Mm -hmm. maybe books of some variety some kind of book Mm -hmm. podcast yeah i don't know if that counts as pop culture i'm terrible with music so not that um i don't know (laughs) just go through it um yeah i think it would be tough for me to find anything not pop culture related that i'd be um you know an acceptable source of information on but i would probably want to do something like about um uh feminism and the me too movement and i think uh interviewing women about their experiences and just getting to rant about about men would be a lot of fun so maybe i'll do that next (laughs) a a real knee slapper that one yeah (laughs) yeah Kay Winland sent us an email and asked <laughs> asked us basically to convince him to love Lady Bird because he said, I did not enjoy Lady Bird, even though it should have been right at my alley. I suspect this is because the main characters remind me of people I know in real life and I do not like these people. So could you spend a little time talking about your experience of Lady Bird and give the rationales for why you both love this film? <laughs> Which is an interesting question because, like, I love this movie. It's, like, a top ten of the decade. I keep it at the top of, like, all my list. I mean, it was one of the five to know me. I think it spoke to me just because of the mother-daughter relationship. It felt, like, it felt, like, so sincere and unique and yet so relatable and, like, complex. And I think it really captured, like, what's hard to capture about a mother-daughter relationship sometimes. Plus, I think the performances are all strong and you have the nostalgia factor of it being sort of like the 90s, 2000s and the 2000s. And I just thought it was like such a unique coming of age story, even though it hit like all the same marks. And I think that was because the performances were like so good and the music and the everything about it just like worked for me. But yeah, I can see why you'd be annoyed by these characters. But I think that's that's the humanity of it. It's just like, they're kind of all flawed and imperfect, but that's just what made it so starkly realistic to me. I think it is kind of tough or uh, there are parts of it that are a little bit cringy, sort of like eighth grade to where <laughs> you, 
there are things that the characters did that I know that like I have also done. And there are things that I don't necessarily <laughs> like about myself 100%. So I think that that is tricky. But at the end of the day, I really related to a lot of the characters. And I think that, yeah, the the relationship with Lady Bird and her parents is a huge part of why I love this. I think as someone who is more creative, who's coming from you know, like the middle of nowhere, Michigan to parents who aren't necessarily super creative people. I mean, they're like educated people, but they're not mm-hmm. like they they don't have really creative outlets necessarily. And so to have a relationship with them where they're kind of like figuring out where we're sort of like figuring out each other. And I know that I went through it definitely periods with my parents where I like just didn't understand them and they didn't understand me right. because what we are looking for in the world is different. And to be able to see that on in a movie, but then at the end of the movie to see that they have come to understand each other and really appreciate what's different about each other, which I think is the same thing that happened to me and my parents and why I have a really good relationship with them now Mm -hmm. um, was, was like very powerful and emotional to see on, on screen like I think whenever you can see yourself in a movie it's always like you're always going to be that much more connected to it and this just felt like so specific to me even though it was so universal and everyone had that feeling and I think that's what made it a really good movie also it's just really funny and I think that the um the performances are great like I love Lucas Hedges I love Beanie Feldstein Mm -hmm. I love Saoirse Ronan Laurie Metcalf is great as the mom um I mean really my least favorite part of that movie is probably Timothy Chalamet um (laughs) he's such a specific character though you know yes but but yeah (laughs) and it's also somebody that you definitely (laughs) know you know what I mean like I have a brother who's like cuspy on that line (laughs) yeah so give it another chance i mean that's like our the one thing we agree on um okay so this is running a little long um final question wrapping us up what is the first movie that you remember watching okay so i did a lot of homework on this one i'm glad that you sent me this question ahead of time because i honestly could not remember so i then went through my like lists of movies that I've seen <laughs> and went back to as early as I could and tried to figure out which movie is the first one that I can remember uh-huh. watching in theaters. And yeah. so the first movie that I ever saw in theaters was The Lion King because my mom has told me that multiple times, but I don't remember seeing right. that in theaters. The first movie that I remember watching in the movie theater was Babe the movie with the talking pig, which has like no, like I don't love that movie. I think I've only saw that movie the one time in theaters, but I remember seeing it. And I think that's the first thing that I can remember (laughs) seeing. That's fair. I was trying to think of this too. I don't have like the best memory. Like my childhood memory is very like sporadic, but I have a very, very specific memory of, I must've been like, I guess, seven or eight and I walked downstairs I snuck downstairs and the staircase in my childhood home was like right behind the t right leads right into the room where the tv is and the couch is there so you're the parents were facing away from the stairs and so I just sat there and I was like what are they watching and I it was never been kissed and it was during the sex ed class like where they're putting um condoms on the bananas 
And that memory just like seared into my mind. And I I mean, I don't remember anything else except that that really scarred me for some reason. I didn't know what was happening. And then at some point halfway through the movie, my mom turned around and saw me and she was like, get out of here. This isn't good for you. So it really scarred me. That that just that yes, make that's all makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming together. You were scarred um, from such an yeah. early age. <laughs> but anyways, that is our mailbag episode. I'm sorry if we didn't get to all your questions. We'll have to save them for another episode down the road when we do this in another I don't know, year or two or whatever. But yeah, there were so many delightful questions. We hope you enjoyed hearing us answer them. Hopefully they were good enough answers. Well, it'll be a little while because I have to take a year off when I'm mentally demon-possessed from my Ouija board use. So (laughs) it'll be a little while. But But also, speaking of breaks, we are going to be off next week. We won't have episodes because I'm going on vacation. I'm going back to my home in Michigan and if you remember from the last time that we tried to do a podcast recording from there it doesn't work because my parents internet is so slow (laughs) that we can't record on it so we are just going to take the week off but we'll be back the following week with the bachelor episode so no we will not is that not that it? That is not. We have weeks to go, Matt. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah, we have tonight, a few more weeks. Tonight's the final three. Yes. Then next week is... The Women Tell All. And, and then, then the week the after finale. that's the finale. I, so that I'll makes sense. I'll check your math on this. I don't know if that's right. Uh, Please let me let this be. <laughs> I need to get out of this trap. <laughs> I can't we'll anymore. Happens. <laughs> okay. Well, you can find us on social media. We're at PS You're Wrong on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, send us a, I mean, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can scroll all the way down, leave us five stars, write a review. It helps other people find us and makes us feel good about ourselves. So win-win. Yeah. And if you have super pressing things you really want us to discuss that we didn't get to on this episode, <laughs> shoot us an email at psurang at gmail.com and we will address that on the air. Or you can ask us a question in a review. We'll answer it that way too. Um, but thank you for listening, guys. And thank you so much for sending in all of these questions. This was so much fun. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.